Welcome to the Zero Hour. I'm your co-host, Mark Fierce. And I'm Christine Chapman. Who? The host? Who are you? <laughs> I'm the host. Excellent. She is the hostess with the mostest, but today's mostess is a gentleman by the name of Bob Gallagher. Bob, say hello. Hello. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> Bob is a friend of the Zero Hour podcast, and he has got a truly cool story. Um, Bob, I'm gonna I'm gonna tee you up a little bit. I'm gonna give some background on you. Anything you want to say before I give it away to you? No, I'll give you the preamble. Go right ahead. All right, <laughs> Ms. Ms. Host, anything you'd like to say before I jump into it? Only that I had the great pleasure of meeting Bob and ending up in a deep conversation on my way home from the airport, which led to his joining us today. Um, at one point, I think he said something like, I don't really know why I'm sharing any of this with you. And I said, well, maybe it's because you're supposed to be a guest on our podcast. And you're a magnet for good people. <laughs> and Bob is a good person. So, You are a great person. So, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a quick dossier on Mr. Gallagher. From Boston. All right. So he's from Boston. He's kind of got a little bit of an accent, but he pushes it down a little bit. I can tell. I think you can really, like, elevate that <coughs> portfolio if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, but go figure. He's one of seven, the oldest of seven, from an Irish Catholic family in Massachusetts. All right? Uh, he is a hockey prodigy, right? Um, interestingly enough, got his first job at the age of 13 as what? A dishwasher. That's what we all do when we're 13 years old, except for my kids who haven't had a job yet. Um, Bob went to UMass Boston, where he became interested in theater arts. Do I, do I say that right? Is that the right way to say theater arts? Yes. Is there any like, other way, any more sophisticated well, way could, to say it? You could say theater. Theater. Theater arts. But Can I say it with an accent? Will it, sound me, will it make me sound more, more peculiar, more particular? And that could be a different podcast, yes. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> so, uh, as you see where we're going with this, we have uh, an actor, right, uh, who is with us today. And inspired by the 1968 movie, The Dirty Dozen, when he was, what, seven years old. My brother Bob knew what he wanted to do at seven years old. And it took him, I think, 50 years to get to where he is, right? Yes. But he got there. Um, quick props to Miss Pam, right? Who's yes. Your, who's your <laughs> wife, right? Uh, well, not technically, but um, my better half. We're modern, my, dude. We're all modern. My, my, my life partner, yes. <laughs> your life your life partner. Yeah, you heard it. He's from yeah. Massachusetts. Um so, listen, Bob and Christine met in an airport, let's just say, right? And Bob is this amazing dude who shares this story and has got good vibrations written all over. Um, and, Bob, listen, I think your story is great. Where, where, like, at what point do you want to start, right? I kind of teed you up with the, uh, with the one of seven and your inspiration <clears throat> in the Dirty Dozen, um, you want to take us through the no regrets bit, the, or how do you? Oh. Um, I could just touch on what you've already mentioned because it stimulates a few things for me. I could just sure. sixty seconds. That would be that. wonderful. Uh, yeah, I was born in in Boston, grew up the south of the city, about twenty five miles south of Boston. Wait, is that called Southie? I'm not from here. Is oh, no, 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 no. The South Shore. Okay, called the South Shore, about okay. twenty five right. miles south. All right. Um, yeah, the oldest of seven. Um, both my parents had the strong Boston accent and. To this day, I still have it when I let it bleed out or bleed, uh, bleed out, I should say. 
Yeah, so we had um, – I was the oldest of seven, and um, I was born in January of one year, the same year in December. The second was born. The Irish th- twins? They yeah, Irish that. twins, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then in succession, so I was always doing stuff and always taking care of siblings. And yeah. at some point, I think I, I thought to myself, what – uh, when is this going to stop? You know, when can I be a kid? But no, had a, a, a normal, all-around, good, you know, upbringing, childhood. Challenges for sure with our family yeah. and my dad's disability and all that, which um, put, it was taxing for us growing up, washing dishes at thirteen, but also delivering both the Boston Herald and the Boston Herald, uh, Boston Globe Herald, uh, in the mornings with my two brothers mm-hmm. on wow. bicycles. So we did that to help out the family. Um, I wouldn't say prodigy in hockey, but I was very good. I, I'm going to bring You're it down. Humble, and I appreciate. That. Yeah, I, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I was, I played very well. I, I had a great high school career, um, led you, the league in assists and that type of thing, and then played two years of junior hockey, and then went to UMass Boston. Basically, walked on the team and made it because the coach knew me because we used to play UMass Boston. That oh whole... wait, I wasn't that good. I walked on <laughs> to UMass Boston, <laughs> but at the same, <laughs> yes, Mark. I, <clears throat> the, the roster was full, but I walked on and made the team because uh, anyway. But at that point, so to jump back to the Dirty Dozen in 1968, uh, a neighbor, I was seven years old, yeah. and um, I just beaked up my age, which is fine. And then our neighbor, who was next door, was 13, I think. He wanted to go to the movies, and back then, all right, we're going to let the 13-year-old take the seven-year-old cross Route 24 to the Westgate Mall oh Cinema. Or you can do that. We could do it okay, back, then. back then. Yeah. And yep. I remember walking into the theater and seeing that film, and of course we had black and white television at home, but seeing a, that film just blew me away. Right. Now, I mentioned to you when we spoke before that um, I, it wasn't at that age, but later on in my early teens, I'm going to say, if I saw a movie, I would say to myself, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I want to do that, or I'm going to do it. I just said, I can do that. So over the years, whenever I saw a film, I would just say, I can do that. And then at some point, I don't know when, I said, I want to do that someday. I went through my life. I had the all-American family, um, white picket fence. Yep. When was it? When was the transition from I can do that to I want to do that? Like, when, like when how that? old? I, I would say uh, late teens before I went to UMass. And then in UMass, I, you know, I was all hockey, all sports in high school growing up. No time for theater if I wanted to in high school. Not that I would because I think I'd be too embarrassed and, and bashful to do it because I'm a very – we've talked about it. I'm a, I'm a quiet, introspective, um, introvert type, and I'm more of an observer of people in situations, and you know, I, I absorb a lot. So at UMass, I said, heck, now I can do it. And so I, I signed up. Uh, first year, I was uh, I took an acting acting class 101. My professor, was, I'll never forget her, Sue McGillivray, uh, went through that whole session that whole year. And in the spring of that year, I was approached by the director of the theater arts department. And yep. he said, we're putting together 12 of you students, writers, directors, actors, and we're going to go to Nantucket and produce our own plays that are written by students and then perform them on the island of Nantucket. And they asked me to go as an actor. All right, wow. hold. Hold. Yes. I got I got. Seven questions okay. at, at minimum. <laughs> um, first question is, do you believe that acting and sports is more talent or more hard work? First question. Um, or a combination? I think, well, for me, <clears throat> I can give you examples as far as I go. Uh, I had a natural ability at 12 years old to skate. Uh, it's 
biometrics. It's just physicality. I had it. I just had it. I had the drive also. But um, it, from the age of 12 up until I played men's leagues into my 50s, I was always, without exception, the fastest player on the ice I, as far as speed goes. Now, with acting, I was told when I was at UMass uh, in Nantucket, I should say, that summer, uh, I had a natural ability for that as well. And I found that out because um, every so often this older woman would show up and watch us do our rehearsals and practice and all that. And I found out towards the end of the summer that it was Ann Mira. Ann Mira and uh, Jerry Stiller. Oh. Stiller and Mira, both Hollywood icons, and their son is Ben Stiller. Yep. So Ann would come and watch. And when we did our dress rehearsal on a Friday, one um, probably in August, I'm guessing, uh, I heard her make the – She, I didn't hear it, but I was told that she made the comment to the professor, Sue McGilvery, Oh, so you have a mixture of students and professionals, right? She said no. She said, "Well, she pointed, oh, she wow. point, pointed she me. I said, to you. he's a professional, no." She said, "No, he's a student." Oh, wow. So I heard about that after the fact, long after, like um, years after, or like no, no, it was during that summer. But I, I, I met Ann Mara, but I never talked to her about it. I was twenty years old. I'm like, all right, whatever. So, right. so are there? So there are definite similarities. Or things you learn from athletics and, and acting. It, it seems like two very disparate yeah. occupations. But no, but what about practice, right? Yeah. And uh, like t- you know, like warm ups and practices. Do you warm and up for your acting roles? Being coached and me 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 me. Like do you do stuff like that? Uh, I'll just do some facial uh, exercises. Me. Just re- just relax. Show me. Just. Shaking. I got it on B roll. Get, it, get it all. You know, just let your everything out. But it's more mental preparation for acting. Okay. Obviously, hockey. There's a mental component, but more physical as well. Right. But yeah. For me, it was more of a natural ability that I had for both things. Uh, but yes, to your point, Christine, absolutely had to work. I had to work hard at yeah. both. Yeah. Uh, to get better as an actor, um, it's more. It takes more introspective uh, self analysis. I think as an actor, for me anyway. Yeah. Talking to my acting coach. Uh, breaking, just learning the process, I think. One thing I learned when I started, if I'm jumping ahead now, four years ago when I made the commitment and my, my zero hour came, yes. we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was really, when I watched myself on film from the first cut I got from a student film, I said to myself and my coach, I said, I'm blinking. What the <laughs> shit, I'm blinking, wait. So then I found, you know, I learned that that's one of the things you have to try not to do as an actor. I'm counting your blinks right so now, I, by the way. Yeah, well, there's, no, well, there's, a, there's an iPhone on the shelf. <laughs> that I, oh, well, the iPhone doesn't see my eyes. But uh, so it was little little things like that that um, I would correct myself and right. be aware of. Also, cadence in, in delivering lines and learning mm-hmm. to how to how to own the character, also how not to rush too much through scenes, mm-hmm. right. but also not to take too much time through scenes. So I I found that balance. So for, I think it's everyone uh, different for every actor, but for me, I it's really every whenever I sit down with Pam now and I watch we watch Law and Order or any History Channel ID Network, whatever I've been on Lifetime films, I you know my reaction is this. And she can confirm it. We sit down. We hit the clicker. The show is about to begin. And I just start laughing my ass off. <laughs> I literally laugh. Why? Um, because what is that? I th- it's a great question. I've asked myself that question. Almost, it's almost like... I can't believe is, I'm doing this? Yeah. I, can't, like, I yeah. can't believe I did it. And here it is now. Something I always had 
marinating somewhat in the back of my mind yeah. uh, all my life at times. I never focused on it, but I just laughed my ass off. And okay, so when you laugh your ass off, there are different ways one laughs, right? So you can laugh out of a sense of like nervousness and mild like I'm I, I'm kind of like Anxiety, nervous about yeah. you seeing yeah. me in this capacity or it could be I'm laughing because I'm funny or this is funny or there's I'm laughing because I just feel utter and complete joy. It's, and delight. Yeah. Right? It, my laughter is that I can't believe that that's me that's about to show up on the television screen because it's something I always thought about doing. That's awesome. And it's just, Love that. it's like, uh, you, whatever. I just laugh. I, it, it's, it's not like hysterical. It's just, I can't, it's almost <laughs> like, I can't believe this is actually happening, laugh. Wow. Wow. All right. So, we get us back on track. Sorry, that was me and my 14 questions. Um, Confidence, right? So your confidence in sports, confidence in acting, how the two relate. Do you feel that all actors are talented or do you have to work at that? Or like like Tom Hanks, Bobby D, all the guys we talk about, Denzel. Like, for example, I love the way Denzel walks. Like when that motherfucker is walking, I'm just like, yes, he has got like, he's got it. Like. Does he work on that walk? That's a great question, that is Mark. A really good it, question. It, because you're 100 percent right. And for me, the physical presence in the walking is probably the the last thing I think about. And I have to work at. Have to really work at that. I, I'm great with you know the the eye contact and right. the emotion, and I can show a lot when I look at you right now right. in my eyes. Right. And then I can also translate that into uh, emotions. But the physicality, I was I did a, f- a feature film as a lead in last November in Florida, and uh, we had a, a nighttime scene, and I was supposed to be down and out and just dejected. I had just a terrible, and I'm in a golf cart, in a tuxedo in a golf cart, and I'm sitting there, and the director had to tell me, you look too upright and just like erect. And too, I said, you're absolutely right. I was so focused on my lines and the emotion that I forgot about, being dejected Just and yeah, rolling my shoulders a little bit. So it's little cues like that. But yeah, the physicality for me, I have to be very, very aware of that component for me mm. as an actor. Mm. But as far as everyone, mm. um, the process, I I'm probably not the one to talk to about you know all actors mm. um, and and process and um, you know what works and what doesn't work. I right. I'm just I'm just one of them. I'm just yeah you know yeah. an actor. Are you acting right now? No. How can I tell? Um, I guess if you knew me personally, you know. Um, okay. Oh, here, here's, fair, fair. Well, here, here, here's a great that, that yeah. just sparked something. Yeah. We had a family cookout at my brother Peter's last summer, I think, and my sister Maureen lives in um, Brattleboro, Vermont, and my niece Alex. I'm going to shout out to her. She's a budding theatrical musical talent, like Yay. So uh, Maureen, we're, we're sitting down. She says, and my oldest son Ryan and her, I think, said something to me like. Um, you don't look like you're acting, like you're very convincing. And then they realized in that moment, it's because they know me. Mm -hmm. They know who I am. Mm -hmm. So they can see through the character I'm portraying because they know, oh, that's Bob. So, But that's what true acting is, isn't it? It's when your being can transcend the role. Correct. And you can infuse your role with... You. Yes. It, yes. It's, I mean, there's method acting, which I don't subscribe to, and I'm no authority on the different disciplines of acting. But to break it down simply, 
there's a there's a lot of the Stella Adler, there's Lee Strasberg, there's um, um, all the the method actor trainers uh, disciplines. It, it all it all comes from Stanislavski, the Russian. Yep. yep. Uh, then there's the San, Sandy Meisner um, discipline, which is being genuine under imaginary circumstances. So I've always had that natural I love that. ability to to be genuine. To do that. Now it takes. I go back to what I said earlier. I think for me, I'm an observer. I observe people all the time. Right. The nuances. I don't judge. What am I thinking right now? You're observing? What am I, what am oh, I no, thinking? No, right now I'm too engaged to <laughs> observe. <laughs> uh, but it, when I'm quiet and introspective, it's when I'm not engaging right. with people that I, I observe people. And I think I probably have picked up nuances, uh, just mannerisms, yep. uh, vocal, you know, uh, vocal uh, transitions and anything that might. So maybe that's where I draw from. I don't I really don't know. Okay, so Bob, let's let's get into it a little bit. Like let let's get into the zero moment hours that really defined the person we're talking to today. What what was the moment? What led to it? Yes, yes. Well, so I want you to go back to picket picket fences. You were yeah. You were speaking about okay. So I knew that I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I allowed myself to live life, right? Yeah. So I, <clears throat> I have, well, actually, I have no regrets whatsoever of my life up until, you know, today. Everything sure. I've done. Um, I had the business, a very successful, beautiful home I built for the family, raised the family. Um, Construction, the, right? Uh, Remodeling. Yeah. Well, I, I started off in the secondary mortgage market doing okay. property inspections, mm-hmm. working for them, and then got transitioned into the, the remodeling, yeah. fine homes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, did well, and kids were busy. We had a full life with athletics, hockey. Mm-hmm. My daughter danced, um, and my ex-wife and I had a, a really good thing going. We had we had it all. How many kids did you have? Three. Three. Okay. And um, so, in that time frame, I can tell you, I never thought about acting because I was living my life and enjoying every moment of everything I was building. We were building as a family, and I was trying to provide as a dad and a leader and a uh, income producer. Um, how long was that? period of time where you didn't think about acting it was well before we you know oh gosh i would say at least 20 probably 30 all right so Um, for from timeline perspective yeah you're at umass boston Mm -hmm. uh the wife of a very famous actor actor i can't remember the name right now says oh he's a professional right yeah and then 20 years later Mm -hmm. you're silent right from an act like Mm -hmm. like the volcano is still inside you Mm -hmm. but you build a family, you get married, you have children, you have a successful business, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it all fell apart. Yeah. And then I came down. I developed an addiction that took me down hard and fast, and it hurt uh, every person I love. It's okay, Bob. And care about. Yeah. Um, so I'll... Uh, <clears throat> so I, 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 um, I finally was able to uh, kick that. It took a while. <clears throat> it took too long, as far as I'm concerned, for, you know... What I went through, <clears throat> and I put everyone through more so. How long? Uh, it was probably um, a year and a half to two years. Yeah, uh, a, a slow progression. I was functioning. Were your kids still, aware? Uh, I think towards the end. Oh yeah. Well, they were because we ended. Yeah, they were. Okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But um, the uh, so anyway, at that time, and looking back in hindsight, and I went through recovery and all that. Uh, um, uh, I, I read, I read that the three most traumatic things that an American adult 
can go through is loss of job, loss of home, and loss of family. And I lost all three in the matter of six months. As a result of your addiction? All on me. 100% my doing. So anyway, fast forward, I I finally did clean it up and I was advised by someone that was helping me at the time. And the power of the group is an incredible thing. At least it was for me. And he said to me one day, uh, he said, um, I said, you know, because I want to get back. I want to make amends with my wife. I just want to pull it all back. And he pulled me aside. He basically proverbially slapped me in the face and said, look, it's over. He said, now, if you keep doing what you're doing, you can start over and everything will come back into your life. But it might not come back into your life the way you want it to. The way you think you want it. Right. Who said this to you? Uh, His name was Roger. And he was just one of the guys that uh, helped me on my path. So he was he was a counselor. Uh, no, uh, in uh, AA meetings. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Much of wonderful people, and then I was able once I got my act together to help men get that's get, wonderful get clean as well mm-hmm. and uh, get sober, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and impart whatever wisdom mm-hmm. quotation fingers that I might have. So I did that and uh, moved on, and then I wanted to I had to restart. So um, I basically had next to nothing, and my oldest son and I got an apartment. Um, and we, I started off again and um, just put my nose to the grindstone. And I've always been a hard worker, diligent, you know, always moving forward, yeah. always a busy guy, thinking ahead, planning, executing and all that. But now I had a different way to approach that from, from nothing, not yep. from having a stockpile of stuff, yeah. money, yeah. achievements, family on my back with me. It was just me now. Isn't that strangely freeing? In hindsight, yes. Is it something I would trade again for what I lost? No. Hell no. No. But right. this is where I'm at. This is right. where I was at. But you were there. You you had to be there. And, like, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain at this point in time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Clean slate um, in my uh, late 40s, just actually around 50 years old. And uh, then the, you know, the... The, the one person who I never thought would ever come into my life came into my life. Is that Pam? Yes. The the artist known as Pam? <laughs> yeah. So, so is, how did you meet? She's. Uh, <laughs> it, it was short, not long after my divorce was finalized that we met. I had been alone a year and a half, almost two years between separation and all that in recovery, which in one year I basically took off and I didn't – I disconnected with love from my kids and everyone and focused on myself for just about a year. Wow. Uh, and then I, it's almost like I sprung up and I'm like, I'm ready to live life now and I have to let go of what I lost and mm-hmm. just accept it and hope, like they said, Roger said, things will come back into your life. Maybe not the way you want it to. Well, it, it, everything's come back into my life. All the things that I had in different forms, the relationship with my kids is prime, paramount, primary, their respect and their trust. Is that back in, yes. in that in it, that order? Respect, in, trust, and... In my opinion, yes. Okay. And I mean, Good. they're the only ones that could answer that for themselves because you never know. They might still have something there that's gnawing, but I sure. don't know. They sure. always do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, uh, I, I moved forward, started a new life, and uh, got back on track, and then got a job. Sure. And first time I left, I'm making a, a really good living, not working for myself, which is freeing. That was freeing. Mm. The pressure and the angst and the uh, uh, just the anxieties that I never realized how much those were affecting and 
on my back being self-employed. You know, at one point, interesting. In one, it was at one point, uh, our monthly medical coverage premium was more than our mortgage. Wow! And this, we had a big three thousand square foot house. But you're self-employed again now. You're an actor. I am. You're a working but, but actor. But you're not responsible for a larger business now. Correct. Correct. Okay. And and okay. I've also I've also let go of what my expectations. I think my expectations. Here's a, a quote. Pam bought this magnet, put it on the fridge. It's been up there for a long time. It says. Happiness is letting go of everything you think your life is supposed to be and celebrating it for everything that it is. That's so true. Deep. We need to meet Pam. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah Shout she's, out to Pam. She's something. Um, in, in her own way, she supports me in every possible way. So I have this job six years, and I'm, I'm, but I'm fine. It's good. You know, I'm, I, have, I'm, I have a love of my life in my life. We have a nice little home uh kids are all out on their own and we're just living our lives and then i'm like oh this is just i but i gotta rebuild myself financially because i lost it all blah 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 blah. then i got laid off four years ago last month mm. we're in may yeah you know, four years ago april 19 um i got laid off out of the blue i get it i get it yeah that so i get happens, laid off man. out of the blue yeah Got a severance, you know. Then I was able to collect unemployment, and I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a br- not a break, but I'm gonna like reassess. I'm gonna inhale, and I'm not just gonna jump." And I had been thinking about the acting thing, like if I got to a point financially, maybe when I'm six, mid sixties, I could start doing community theater, something. Just I don't care. Just what. get back into just, it. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Just pursue it because you as love an it. actor, in realizing now, and as an actor, I just want to do it. And Morgan Freeman has a great quote. The reason that actors have agents is because we would do it for free. And that's mm-hmm. true. Really? It's that is really. so it interesting. Is, it is very true. You, do it, you would do it for free? I would do it for free. Yeah. Now I now I have the option not to do it for free. Good on you. Yeah. You know, so I can pick. I, 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 but I that's what community theater is. It's doing it for free, yeah, right? Or, it's or because st- you have so much passion for it mm-hmm. that you want to put your hours in to like – perform yeah right in student films that's a yeah, great way to start films. yeah but free doesn't pay the <coughs> that is true yeah, it doesn't pay the rent it doesn't pay for your car insurance that is true so you got to find some way to monetize it right so my zero hour was in that moment that period of time within a few weeks i was applying for jobs i was feeling the whole thing that maybe i'm a little bit too old maybe there's a little age discrimination going on whatever i wasn't bitter about it but i'm like f it and i said i had a conversation with pam i think i want to do this i want to just do this full time Give it a shot. I'll put everything into it. And that's how it started. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. We had gone to Australia for two weeks. We I lost my – we had a, a trip plan with my cousin <laughs> and his wife two weeks in Australia. So I got laid off, got my severance, and we had a couple weeks, and we went to Australia two See weeks. See ya. Go to come, Australia. Bye-bye. Uh, come, <laughs> come back from Australia. And um, and that's when I hit the ground running. Wow. I hit the ground running. So, so that was four years ago. Four years ago, May. Bob, we, we, we talked about – we talked about something off air, um, and it was really interesting how you kind of said it to me. The business of acting, right? So, can we talk a little bit about what the business of acting means and what that is? So, and I've never heard it said like that before. And when you explained it to me off air, I was like, oh, well, that's the business of 
life and everything that we do in life. But this is different. Like I've never thought of acting as a business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought of it as a character, as you know, fame. Um, talk to us about what the business of acting means to you and means to actors. Well, for me, it means um, I am the brand. And my oldest son reminded me of that when I first started out. We have to bring, you have to brand yourself. And he gave me advice. And then I realized, shit, you know, duh. Yeah. That, I mean, I am the widget that are, the widgets that are sold on the counter at, you know, at the store. I am the service that's provided. I am everything in this one, one mainstream income um, potential source, which is acting, which is looking at a camera, looking at a person, mm -hmm. memorizing lines, and hopefully giving somebody uh, an authentic experience to detach themselves from their reality so that they can enjoy moments in a film, on stage, just like when we read a book. We get taken away from our reality. So the business of acting for me is uh, the definition of a, of a working actor is when you are constantly auditioning. doesn't mean you're getting paid all the time. Mm -hmm. Looking for work, auditioning, submitting. So for and me, and that is something that you love to do. You have I, said, Bob, like I that. There's nothing you like more than the, being able to audition, audition and yeah. act. Yeah, the pro, uh, it, it, these the, the quotes are coming out now in my head. Um, I love that you Al have Pacino, quotes in your head. Al Pacino, um, he, all these little nuggets. Al Pacino says, um, "Look at an audition as an opportunity to perform for an audience." That's all it is. Whether you get the role or not should be irrelevant. So for me, that's how it's always been because I enjoy the process. So I think for me, the business of acting is I enjoy the process, If it, whether it's um, whether I'm acting, reading the script, or I'm making widgets and selling them. I enjoy that process. Right. So for me, if I when I submit um, and I get an audition request, I am I am like a kid at freaking Christmas. Like mm -hmm. oh my, and I get into the script, I get into the character, and I do the do the bit, do the audition, send it in, and uh, wait to hear. But I don't wait to hear. Most a lot of actors wait to hear. Rem Where remind, it remind me what actor you're familiar with still waits to hear. Waits. For oh, uh, Kevin. There's a quote from Kevin Bacon. He says, yeah. um, "I think he was directing this to, towards other actors like myself or yeah. someone starting out." He says, yeah. "I still wait for the phone to ring." Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. All right. <laughs> um, I still wait for the so phone the, to ring. Yeah, so 98% yeah. of what we do is rejection. Um, you don't hear when you submit an audition tape. They never call back or email back and say, nice job, we got some. No, you just don't hear anything. It's like dating. It's like dating. It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's, being, like, ghosted. it's like being ghosted. Being ghosted, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We are ghosties. <laughs> Actors are basically ghosties. Yeah, that's so interesting because I, you know, I work with kids in the admissions process, and especially at the the most competitive of schools. Right, we're dealing with single digit, you know, realities in terms of acceptances. So I often say, like, you've got a ninety eight percent chance of being rejected. Right, like you're taking that risk. So you're saying so I have a chance. <laughs> so you're saying I have a chance. Fantastic. <laughs> that's basically yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> so what, what I what I find so um, interesting, uh, other than your story, which I think is great and it's heartfelt, uh, is this twenty year silence, twenty five year, twenty two year silence, and you still had it in you. Like, it was still what Bob wanted to do. And 
at a certain age, some people say, F it. Like, I'll just, what do I got, another 30 years left, 40 years left? Okay, I'm halfway there. And you just kind of live out your life and you don't make your, like, you don't manifest your plan, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, with the support of a wonderful woman, shout out to Pam again, uh, were able to fucking rise up, right? Mm -hmm. And... Do your thing. Do what makes Bob happy, which what will make Pam happy and his kids happy and everyone around you happy. And I don't think everyone has that type of support. Mm -hmm. I think we have stuff that we want to do, but we're afraid, right? I'm guilty of stuff like that. And you need... Like, you need people in your circle that uplift you, that not that don't tear you down and mm-hmm. Pam was that person for you mm-hmm. um, which I think is a wonderful story and I think you're very very fortunate um, take us up to speed like today on what you've been doing um, I know there's a couple of cool things that just mm-hmm. happened to you. Mm-hmm. you you're doing a couple things yeah let's talk about that a little bit okay I um, <clears throat> let's see in fe- uh, up until up until February my resume had included History Channel, The Food That Built America. I was a recurring character on different episodes. Philly wow. cheesesteaks, The Food That Built America, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, uh, I, I was on uh, Post CW Cook with Post Cereal, The Post Kellogg Wars. I was on the McDonald's episode. Wow. Uh, oh. And two others. Uh, and I, I had done five Lifetime films, feature films. And this is just in the four years. In four years. Yeah, my acting coach, Heather Witte, uh, shout out to Heather and... Mass Performing Arts Studio Center Yay. in Rockland, Massachusetts. She's uh, she's my guru. She's my represent. Yeah, she's, she's unbelievable. Um, she mentioned that she had she had ten to tw- ten to twelve years of direct ca- uh, casting. Sorry, casting experience in New York and Boston as a casting director before she went on her own as a coach, full time coach. And she said, she says, I've never seen this type of. Uh, progression this quickly in any actor so, so you're natural dude i well, mean dude I'm, I've look, been, I'm looking at you I, now but i work at it too i i you know I, I i have to any actor that's listening to this they gotta they hopefully they understand what i've done just didn't fall on my freaking lap i right seven days a week and i'm not exaggerating i am on my laptop on the different portals that i belong to looking for roles mm-hmm. now i'm fortunate enough to answer your question mark up mm-hmm. until february i had that decent resume in four years Along with commercials and industrials and spokesperson, infomercial in DC, so more than just what's on my IMDb page, right? And then I got cast in Law and Order SVU, and that was like the holy grail to get on network television, right? So I, at that point, I was what's called SAG must join. If I were to get another role that was a SAG union position, I had to join. So I joined SAG. I got that. Mm-hmm. Shot that had Tom Irwin was my scene partner. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I, wow, I just, just freaking watching him on um, the morning show on Apple TV with Jennifer Aniston and so Carell, and now I'm doing a scene with him. I, this is that's yeah. why yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I I laughed when yeah. we watched SVU yeah two three weeks ago. Do do you ever do you get intimidated at all when you're like okay maybe part of your nervous maybe part of your intimidation is the laughter. Right? Like, do you? Yeah. Do you no, it's not. Do no. you get intimidated though by? No, I no? don't. I. It's funny. I, I. I. know I'm in my element and I'm completely comfortable and confident in what I do because if there were any, any moment, any moment up in the acting, first of all, if you have a camera, a single shot, 
isolated shot on you, and the camera is literally the lifetime film that hasn't come out yet. The, the The lens was 18 inches from my face. My scene partner was camera right. Wow. And just like that. <laughs> and it didn't bother me at all. And then when I knew my scene partner was Tom Irwin, I was cool as a cucumber, I guess, because I wow. just know what I'm going to do. I, pre- I, it's, I, I just, I, I, I am a tireless preparer. No one will over, I won't be outworked or out-prepared. When I did this, the uh, the feature film, I was a lead character in an indie film down in Florida. We shot last November, yep. November for five weeks. I had 72 scenes. I had six weeks to learn it, and I learned every line. Um, and I knew, every, I was so comfortable because I knew my lines. I knew not just, you know, it's more than just knowing I am going to eat a munchkin right now. It's <laughs> what is the context of the scene? Where did the right. character come from? What's the intent of his action, the intent of his voice, all that? So... No, I'm preparation. So even for what I do, preparation is key. And it makes me feel more confident when I when I've prepped when I am, you know, I'm in a sales role. So I'm thinking about all right, what value am I going to bring? What are they going to ask me? What use cases like what what research have I done on the company? Just because it makes me feel at ease. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the same thing. It's part of the business of acting. It's the business of business. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I I should interject, though, I think important for everyone listening. And if they're trying to draw inspiration from the stories that you guys are broadcasting out there, which I think is great. In my zero hour, when I made that decision and choice to jump and try this, something in the back of my head told me that I have to at least be cognizant of the fact at some point, if I don't make make it and I don't do what I I need to do for myself financially, then I'm going to have to put it over here and do the community theater and do whatever I can do and then go and get a full. To be able to pay bills Correct. and all of that. Yeah, yes. I have to be realistic. I'm not yes. just cavalier here doing this. But I've met enough success early on that there's something there that... Um, that it, felt like you had to pursue it. Yeah. And I... Uh, la- so last... Uh, if I can just shout out one more time to my better half. Last fall... Uh, I'm sorry, last summer, I was down a little bit. A lot of auditions, uh, nothing's coming in, all right. I'm not depressed, but I'm still moving forward. I'm like, geez, every actor has self-doubt, every actor. You're an entrepreneur, man. Every, yeah. Everyone who runs their own business, whether it's a business of one right. or several, Good point. are fucking entrepreneurs. Good point. If sales are down a little bit one month, you're, you're stressing somewhat. Right, correct. Right? correct. So sales were down. And uh, I said to Pam, I said, maybe it's time to pull the plug on this. And she stopped me in my tracks. <clears throat> and she's, can we swear on this? Of Not course. Come? Have you heard me? She said, um, <laughs> <laughs> she gave me that proverbial uh, slap in the face. And she said, you've come too fucking far. Yeah. That's all she said. Yeah. And sure <clears throat> shit, what happens? A week, within a week or 10 days or two weeks, I got cast in the feature film in Florida. Yeah. I got cast in a supporting role in another film in Connecticut. So I, the self-doubt can creep in, and I just keep moving forward and look at, you know, try to live like we learn when we get sober, most of us, is that all we have is this moment right now. All we have is this, this step-by-step, moment-to-moment, right? Yeah, day yeah. by day. You can't think too far back. Yep. If you're going to, uh, I learned, if you want to go down memory lane, for me anyway, don't go too far and don't stay too long. Because mm. that's a trap for people with uh, addictive qualities. That could right. be something that could, oh, now I'm Oh, I should have done the guilt, all that. At times, I still feel guilt, and I, I talked to Pam about it, guilt and remorse. And I said, it, 
I, it doesn't feel good to feel this, but I can't help it. She said, that's because you have a conscience and you mm. have morals mm. and yeah. you care. Yeah, it's absolutely. Not, you're not cold. Uh, so it's good that you feel that. So, you know, I... You it would be a psychopath if you did not feel Potentially, right. right. Yes. You're right. right. Yes. You're right. So, I, oh, go ahead. I have, a, you know, I have a, a thought about how we talked about your tendency to laugh when you, like, look back and see yourself in these roles with these people and whatnot. And I wonder, and if it's not an anxiety and it's sort of a sense of like slight disbelief, but like, wow, this is happening. Do you feel like in retrospect, deciding to pursue acting at an older age allowed for you to find success quicker because you were so comfortable potentially with who you were, why you were taking the leap mm -hmm. and were able to be genuine within this, within the confines of imagination. Yes. Uh, great point because Heather Whitty <clears throat> with mass performing arts studio, I took a class with her, a workshop class where you had to apply for acceptance to this class to get accepted. She took 12 students, a zoom thing during COVID. And um, you know what she said to me at one point on a sidebar, she said, I, 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 I think I made a comment about, uh, oh, I don't think I'm, I'm doing this too right. Or uh, but, but, but. I was a little self-doubt, whatever. I forget what I said. But she said, Bob, you have a, oh, no, it was about my, my resume. Zero. I had a goose egg and I got accepted onto this workshop. And she said, you have a lifetime of experiences to draw on. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's something you can't mm. just read about or learn. Yeah. I think for the right person or the right actor in my mm. situation, um, being able to, you know, translate that, not in a method way of acting, but just from, like I'll go back to, I'm an introverted observer of life and people. And somehow I guess I assimilate and retain it and think about it or don't think about it. And it just kind of comes out and I can kind of understand how people, how I think people feel, what they're feeling and why. Right. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong half the time. Right. When I right. think, not that I'm judging people, but you know, what, you know, that type of thing. So, that that lifetime of experiences has definitely helped me. Definitely yeah, helped absolutely. me. Absolutely. Like I've said, I think I, I, there's another quote that I use in life outside of acting, but now it's relevant for I guess for acting in situations in my life that have come up over the years. I said I've seen my, I've seen I've seen this movie before. Yeah, and, and I know absolutely. And I know how this movie ends, ends. Mm -hmm. and I know the sequel. Mm. As we get older, we, you know what I'm talking yes. about. Well, you both yes. know. It's just the maturation we all get from our 30s, 40s, mm -hmm. and then when you hit when you hit 50, you're like I see that coming, and I know what's going to happen yeah. most likely. So, yeah, I think that helps a lot. For absolutely. Me, yeah. Can you talk to us about the last 24 hours? Of your, of your, no, the last oh. 96 hours yes. of, your, of your life since we spoke last. So, yeah, so we're doing our, <laughs> we did our, we did two uh, Zoom preps for this mm -hmm. podcast and it was this past Wednesday, today, Saturday, Wednesday. Uh, I, I got all set up in my studio. I do professional. I'm doing Zoom. I could do it at my desk. You could look at my nostrils. No, I'm going to set it up the way I should. And we're doing it. And I said, uh, I look over my phone's on silent. I saw a phone call coming in from an agent that I use in. Washington, D.C., yep. the mid-Atlantic area. Now, what the hell is she calling me for? I don't ever hear from her. 
finished with you guys, called her, and she said I was pinned for a feature film in Bo- in Massachusetts. And what what does pinned what does mean? That mean? So pin- oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. So pinned means that you are the number one selection, number one or number two, and they want to confirm that you have no conflicts for the shoot dates, what are called the open dates, which is the window of shooting. And sometimes it means they want an executive producer or producers to okay and give a rubber stamp to the selection. So I'm in the final one, two, or three. Amazing. That is amazing. And amazing. then I signed. Congratulations. This morning, I just told you I signed with an agent, another agent, which is going to represent me, who's going to represent me, uh, bi-coastal New York, L.A., Atlanta, outside my Boston agent. So Wow. That is, that is amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's tough to get. I mean, I give myself props, pat on the back, because it's not easy to get an agent. It's Do you need agents for, like for for regions? Like, uh, well, there are <clears throat> there are some agents that just cover a certain territory. Like yeah. SAG has, there's the New England branch, there's the New oh, York branch, Mid Atlantic West. There's probably ten or twelve offices for SAG. So I think a lot of agents just work in a hub. Yeah, but there are some like, that are bi coastal, right? So, so yeah, so that's been exciting. Uh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, Bob. Um, as we're starting to kind of close out, um, I, a few things. One, I want to be a red carpet date. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if Pam is not available, I will be your guy well, Friday. I think um, with heels, you'd be way too tall. Mark. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and Christine and I were commenting like days ago how you have this look about you, right? Like you have this air about uh, air you. about you that yeah it was inter- it was interesting and i'm like christine i'm like he already looks like someone i've seen on tv like or, all the time yeah like like he's been doing it for a long time so like i can tell what or now i understand better it's gravitas yes. you have a certain gravitas 100%, about you 100 oh. and you're as handsome thank as you. the day is long you oh. are handsome thank uh, you um i'm not flirting with you <laughs> Although I still want to be your guy Oof. Friday. Well, <laughs> that's a relief. Um, plugs, right? You plugged a couple of people. Props to Pam again. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Websites, things you want to just throw out there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to BobGallagherActor.com. I'm going to update that because I'm going to start reaching out and helping other actors go through the business of acting. Maybe guide yes. them, maybe mentor. I don't know, but I I tend to have people that get drawn to me on sets. Usually, young people talking about acting. Uh, Heather Witty again. Heather uh, at Mass Performing Arts Studios is uh, my guru. She is incredibly gifted and talented in what she does. She is she is my go to person. So, a shout out to Heather. Um, my family, everyone, all, you know, my brothers and sister, and uh, my my three children primarily. What about you mentioned a shout out to Joaquin Phoenix, right? Didn't you? Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, we were talking about <laughs> actors. Uh, actors of influence. Of influence, yeah. yes. I, I have a final question. Mm-hmm. And it's like my favorite question, um, or one of them. Advice to your younger self. Advice to to yourself before your zero hour, mm. knowing what you know now. Follow your heart. Mm. Love that. Stay, yeah. stay, stay true to your heart. Stay follow true your to heart? your heart. Yeah, stay yeah. true always, but follow your heart. I, it, uh, real quick, I had a conversation with my son-in-law. My daughter got married last July. My son-in-law's Mazel. sister started her own podcast. 
Nice. And uh, she does it, uh, you know, very rudimentary beginnings, but she's plugging away. So I had an opportunity to talk to her on the side of the family function a couple months ago. And she's she's very interested in my acting career. And a lot of people are. Um, they say it, it takes courage to do what I'm doing at this age. That's the biggest compliment I get is from a lot of Pam's family and friends, that the courage. And they don't say it to me, which is good, but they tell her the courage to do it at this age. But I said to her, I said, don't give up. Yeah. Never give up, dude. Even Never. If, even if it's an hour a week or an hour a month for the next 10 years that you devote to your podcast, just do something every day, week, month. Yep. They say so. 18 minutes a day, every day, is 100 hours a year will make you better than 95% of the people who actually do that. I believe that. That's yeah. so true. That's, that's I believe really that, good. too. All right. So BobGallagherActor.com. Yes. That's where people can find you. Yes. All right. Um, Christine, Bob, anything else for you? Thank you so much. Um, it has been such a privilege to share your story and to hear it and to I'm going to be his date. Shoot the shit. I'm going to um, be his date. <laughs> <laughs> and we look forward to hanging out with you and Pam and to watching your success as you move forward, not only in acting, but in coaching and empowering younger people to follow in your footsteps. So thank you. Thank you, Bob. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This is The Zero Hour. I'm Mark Feert, your co-host. And this is your host, Christine Chapman. Peace, Thank y'all. you so much.